On Tuesday morning, the bodies of teenagers Andrew O'Donnell and Max Wall were removed from the Greek island of Eos. Hundreds of Irish students lined the roads down to the port, forming a guard of honour. They placed yellow roses on the coffins as the two young men were taken away for post-mortem in Athens. A paradise island now wrapped in sadness. The Department of Foreign Affairs has confirmed two Leaving Cert students have died while travelling in Greece. Andrew and Max, both 18 years old, were students at St. Michael's College in Dublin. They died last weekend in separate incidents and within 24 hours of each other. The pair were part of a large group who had travelled to the island to celebrate the end of the Leaving Cert. Describing it as one of the darkest days in its history, St. Michael's School paid tribute to the two young men, who were popular, kind and well-liked among staff and students. So Andrew O'Donnell was you know, described as a really kind of fun lad, being into old Belvedere rugby club, kind of a you know, gregarious guy. Max Wall as well was described as you know, very academically gifted, a nice chap. He was a big Leinster rugby fan. I think both boys were really just kind of, you know, kind of gentlemen and, 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 and nice, nice young lads. This is in the news from the Irish Times. I'm Bernice Harrison. Today, how tragedy unfolded on the Greek island of Eos. Irish Times reporter Jack Power is in Greece this week covering the story. So, Jack, you arrived on EOS on Monday uh, following the news of the deaths of Andrew O'Donnell and Max Wall. What was the atmosphere like on the island when you arrived? Yeah, the atmosphere you know, could only be described as one kind of shock, a real sense of, kind of trauma, really, kind of almost speechlessness. Like I was chatting to a few girls from a South Dublin school who were heading over to start their six year holiday on Monday. And they were kind of saying, you know, you know, kind of the usual stories that, you know, the mams had been terrified, worried about them before they were going. And then we, we heard this tragic news that not one but two 18-year-old Irish lads from the same school, St. Michael's College in South Dublin, had died, you know, within a, a day of each other. And uh, so it really, really shook both the big contingent of Irish Leaving Cert students over here, like I think at least around a thousand is the kind of estimate of how many former six years are are over here on their on their summer holidays. And particularly, you know, the group of you know, the large group from St. Michael's School, I think up to about eighty boys who, who came to EOS. So, you know, really, really that group has suffered, you know, kind of extreme shock and, and trauma, first hearing the the news on Sunday morning that the, the body of Andrew O'Donnell had been discovered. And then hours later, hearing that Max Wall, one of the other lads in the group, had uh, collapsed near the pier and and later also died. So can we talk about what happened? The two teenagers, Andrew and Max, they died in separate incidents within 24 hours of each other on the island. What do we know about what happened and the timeline of how that unfolded? Yeah, so it seems... The group, or at least some of the group from St. Michael's, were out socialising, I think, on the Friday night. And at that point, sometime walking home, Andrew, one of the boys, was reported to have kind of been separated from another friend. And he was last seen in the early hours of, of Saturday morning. And then the day after, when, when he didn't come home, effectively, um, his, his pals kind of started to get worried. There was messages sent around on Snapchat and social media, you know, saying if you've seen Andrew, you know, get in touch. There was flyers printed out and handed around to local businesses and, 
And then in the early hours of, uh, or I think in the morning of, of Sunday, his his body was found in uh, a kind of an area. I, I was there today. It's just off, kind of on the outskirts of the, the main town. At the back of a hotel, there's this kind of dirt patch or track almost. And it then has quite a steep sloping hill with very, very rocky terrain. And that seems to be where, where he, he fell and, and seems to have died as a result. Now, I suppose that's the current, uh, I suppose, belief or understanding of, uh, of the most likely cause of death. The postmortems are still to take place and the results of those will only be, will be uh, found out or, you know, concluded in, in the coming days. So the boys had been searching. They'd been searching for their friend Saturday, all the Saturday flyers. Seems to be very well organised, actually, for, for, for lads on a holiday. And then the news of Max came in. Yeah, and Max had been part of that group that were, you know, going into shops, handing in flyers, stuff like that, trying to trying to find their, their friend. And it seems that he was walking around the kind of port area, um, which would be kind of a well-trodden kind of strip in EOS. He was kind of walking down a side street. And it seems on, on Sunday afternoon that, that he collapsed and then he was taken to the medical centre. But he was later later reported dead. Similarly, we were not sure what the cause of death was. Um, you know, it was in the afternoon during the middle of the day. We do understand that he had had some health issues related to his heart and he had a, an operation, a successful operation um, on his heart around three three years ago or so. So I, I presume that will be some line of inquiry that the post-mortem examination will look into as to whether that possibly played a, a contributing factor in, in his death. Tell me, when had, I know students arrive to these holiday destinations at different times as soon as the leaving is over, but when had these boys arrived in EOS? Yeah, it seemed they arrived some point last week, I think in the later end of the week. It's not exactly sure what day they arrived. And as you said, there's, you know, there's constant flows and streams. It's kind of in the middle of the peak of leaving search holiday period at the moment in the on the island. And, and then you, ha- you have also this slightly weird dynamic where you've got other people on there leaving their holiday you know what they probably have saved up or um their parents have spent a lot of money to send them over something they've been looking forward to during those stressful stressful days of studying for the leaving cert or sitting the leaving cert exams and, and they're kind of in this weird situation where they didn't know the two lads but they're still empathizing with what happened to the two of them you know putting themselves in their shoes which is kind of a lot of complex emotions to process and then at the same time, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to also enjoy yourself. You're going to have the, the holiday that you spent ages looking forward to. So it, it's a weird and strange kind of mood on the, on the island. Now, I, have, I hadn't heard of EOS before this, actually. So what kind of place is EOS? Yeah, as I said, stepping off the, the ferry on, on Monday evening, I mean, it, it is absolutely idyllic, this paradise-esque tiny Greek island, you know, kind of rolling hills of kind of green and brown dotted with these beautiful white white buildings across it, gorgeous sandy beaches, beautiful water. Um, it, it really, really is a gorgeous, gorgeous island. There's a great sense of, I suppose, you know, kind of fun. Um, previously, there, there certainly would have been, you know, cocktail bars, pub crawls, um, different kind of restaurants, 
tours, boat tours, everything. It really is kind of the ideal holiday, summer destination. And it's obviously a huge draw for Irish students. I mean, it used to be, I think, that Irish students tend to go to Spain and now they seem to go to Greece. Is is, is that the case? Yeah, I was talking to um, one chap who kind of works in the tour travel industry who, who would have booked a lot of these, I think around, I think he said 800 Leave Cert students this year to come over to EOS. And there seems to be a sense, particularly say within the South Dublin schools, that if there's kind of one group that decides or one school that decides we're going to EOS, there's kind of a, a first mover effect where everyone else kind of follows. And say some year, I think, say three years ago, it might have been, say, Portugal. But definitely in the last year or two, for whatever reason, it's been it's been EOS. And as a result, you know, we don't have, say, just one group of, of Irish students over here. You've got loads of groups from schools down the road from each other, schools from across the country, which, which really kind of adds to the the sense of sadness when, when something like this happens, that everyone is kind of so close and probably knows a lot of people in, in St. Michael's or knows a lot of people in, in school or people who are friends with, with these two lads. And what is the attitude of locals to the, the, the partying students coming over? Like there's kind of a kind of a weird dichotomy. Like I was chatting to two um, bar owners today and they were kind of saying that, oh, um, it, the problem is supermarkets. They're, they're going in and buying a truckload of beer in supermarkets. But, you know, they would say that because they want them to be drinking in the bars where they can make the money. Um, so yeah, it's not really anger. Um, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to kind of put the put your finger on it. Now, since you've arrived, you've been speaking to students. Um, how are they coping? Are some talking about leaving early, or how 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 is that? Yeah, I think a lot of the group of lads in St Michael's, some of them have definitely decided to leave early. In some cases, the parents have come over, and they've kind of rebooked into accommodation with their parents. There was a sense I got from some that they didn't want to leave before the bodies of the two lads were transported off the island. But I think now a lot of flights booked for, for Wednesday. I was chatting to the principal of the school today and he said he expected nearly all of that group from St. Michael's would be home by Thursday. But then you have other groups from other schools, other parts of the country that, as I said, they're only starting their holiday and you know very much, you know, they, they don't intend to um, cut it off short or early, but they, they certainly do intend to you know, be, be much more cautious. Like say last night I was out just trying to get the sense of the place on kind of one of the main strips where there'd be a few pubs and bars and there was one poor Irish lad, you know, 18, kind of getting sick over a wall with two of his mates beside him. And then I saw them about two hours later and, you know, the, the, the young chap who had a lot to drink was kind of stumbling by, but his two mates were, you know, nearly shoulder to shoulder beside him and were saying, you know, they struck up a chat with, um, with one lad. They're saying, oh, no, we're you know, we're taking him home, we're making sure he gets home safe. So I think it really definitely has been a wake-up call that, you know, the, I suppose the fragility of, of life has kind of really been kind of exposed or come home to roost that, you know, when you're 18, you, you feel invincible. But when something like this happens, you kind of have the realisation that, that, that you're not. And what kind of support have locals shown to the young holidaymakers there? Yeah, there's definitely been a sense of local businesses. A lot of Irish living here over in EOS who've been very, very good. One of that, uh, one kind of travel agency that would have booked a lot of the students to come over, I think it's called Life is a Beach. They've been, they would have had a lot of the, the Michaels lads on their, you know, kind of pub crawls, stuff like that. 
they've been very good. They've kind of opened up their function room, which you know, previously would have been used for you know kind of the start of a pub crawl, beer pong, or whatever. The last few days, they've opened that up just for people and groups who want to go up, kind of have just kind of sit quietly and chat together, have a few soft drinks, play some kind of nice music or whatever. And there, there has been a sense that you know the older Irish who who work there have have really done their their utmost to try and pull in. Um, and and pull in behind and support the, the young groups. Now we hear that Gardaí have also flown out this week to EOS. What will their role be there? Yeah, so it's not sure. It would likely be kind of a liaison role um, where Gardaí would probably have more of an in, so to speak, with Irish teenagers compared to, say, Greek police. Um, there's a bit of a sense, I will say, in some Greek media that... And I should add that post-mortem examinations have not been completed. There is kind of a an undertone of, of some of the Greek, Greek media coverage that it's, you know, drunk Irish at, at play. They're the problem. So you'd imagine that an Irish, you know, 18-year-old might feel more comfortable speaking to a, a member of a Garda Shiakana rather than a member of the, the Greek police. Has there been much coverage in the Greek media? Yeah, it seems to have... Um, you know, I listed quite a bit of coverage. I bumped into a Greek TV journalist in the hotel I'm staying in uh, this morning. Um, I spoke on uh, Greek radio there a few minutes ago with another journalist. So there definitely does seem to be an interest. I think the fact that the really tragic fact that it's it's two young lads within the space of 24 hours has has really meant that it, it's it's got quite a lot of media interest. Is there another timeline emerging uh, in terms of, you say the postmortems are, are going to start? Do we know when they're going to finish, when the bodies will be able to be repatriated to Ireland, when funerals are likely to take place? Yeah, it's it kind of all held up at the moment until the postmortems take place. As I said, that's, I think, expected in the next day or so. Then the bodies will have to be repatriated to Ireland and then, you know, funeral arrangements will be made. So it, it kind of one can't really start without the other. So it's not not entirely sure, you know, at, at what point that the family to be able to have funerals for the two lads back in Dublin. Thanks very much, Jack. For more coverage on events in Greece from reporter Jack Power, see irishtimes.com. I'm Bernice Harrison. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan and Declan Conlon. In the news, we'll be back on Friday. Thank you.